0: Can God change your life in just 30 minutes? I believe you're watching right now because God has something special for you. I'm Jonathan and I'm a Jewish rabbi who follows Jesus. Join me for Jewish Voice and you'll discover how Bible prophecy is coming to pass before our very eyes and why you need to stand with Israel. You can play a role in God's end time plan. Find out how
1: on Jewish Voice. Jonathan Bernus leads an organization called Jewish Voice Ministries International that reaches the scattered tribes of Jewish people around the world. Throughout history, the Jewish people have been driven out of Israel to many parts of the world. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has provided humanitarian aid in many countries that have communities of Jewish people while proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Savior and Messiah to the Jew first, and also to the nations. Jewish Voice has demonstrated God's love by providing medical care, eye care, and dental care, all free of charge, to some of the most impoverished people in the world. Those who partner with Jewish Voice Ministries International join us in transforming lives and sharing God's love with those who most desperately need it. And now, here's Jonathan Burris.
0: Praise the Lord. Yeah, I love the shofar, I really do, because this is a picture, maybe not one that looks exactly like this, but a picture of something that's in heaven. The menorah is a picture of something that exists in heaven, that, that the tabernacle was a replica of something that exists in heaven, and we will see all those things in reality. When we're with the Lord. So I don't know what the trumpet, what the shofar in heaven's going to look like. But it's going to have a sound even more glorious than this. I'm waiting for that day, for the trump to sound. I hope you are too. Anyway, the blowing of the shofar. Well, today I have an interesting topic I want to look at with you. It's from Numbers chapter 21. And it's about serpents. My kids hate snakes. As a matter of fact, we were out swimming and there was a large snake that was crawling in our backyard and not poisonous, not dangerous, but my kids and my wife who wasn't even in the pool with us but saw it from the window was so shaken up that for a while they wanted to move. (laughs) A few years ago I got this frantic call from my wife come home immediately there's a, s- a snake she was terrified and it was a little gardener snake it was about this big now the one that was in the backyard was much larger and it crawled into our fire, fire pit and uh, we got it out but uh, many people are frightened of snakes I'm, I'm not a snake fan most of you aren't snake fans and the snake when I think of this of serpent I think immediately of the serpent in Genesis 3 that beguiled Adam and Eve, and as a result, I have no hair. So, I mean, that's just one thing. This is, it wasn't God's design that, that we'd be hairless. Hair today, gone tomorrow. And the aches in my neck right now are a result of that serpent, right? Yes, that's right. Aging isn't fun. Mm-hmm. No. It's that serpent's fault, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> so I'm not crazy about serpents, and serpents are, we also read about serpents biting people, uh, oh, yeah. and people of great faith handling serpents, mm-hmm. but it's not one of my favorite uh, categories. <laughs> my Probably my least favorite uh, species, right, of, I just don't like serpents. (laughs) And yet there's a great story about a healing serpent in the book of Numbers, and I wanna look at that with you, and and it raises some really interesting questions. So, I'm sure you're all familiar with the story of the serpent in the wilderness, Uh, and, and it has some really great meaning. It's really an interesting text, so I wanna put it up on the screen and read it to you. The children of Israel are wandering through the wilderness. And in Numbers chapter 21, beginning in verse 4, it says, They traveled from Mount Hor along the the route of the Red Sea to go around Edom. But the people grew impatient on the way, and they spoke against God and against Moses, and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the desert? There is no bread, there is no water, and we detest this miserable food. Now I'll stop there and just say that this is human nature. It's human nature to complain. I- I'm a complainer. I'm I don't I'm not proud of it, but I complain. If I'm in a nice hotel and it's not clean, I complain. Uh, I'm not prone to sending food back that often, but if it's not cooked right, it goes back not not at home, (laughs) but human nature, the fallen human nature is a nature that complains, right? Mm -hmm. We complain, and it's not uncommon to ask why God, and you know, it's not even wrong sometimes to ask why God, but... Complaining, murmuring, is not a quality of the spirit. It's not a fruit of the spirit. And in many situations, God hates complaints, and he hates murmuring, and he hates slander. And it was the complaining of the children of Israel that caused them to die off in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And so the the children of Israel are murmuring, they're complaining, which you have to look back and say, how is it that a people that were slaves in Egypt, that lived under the tyranny of the taskmasters of Egypt were complaining as free men and women? And the answer is it's human nature. Mm -hmm. It's part of the fallen nature of man. And that's what's happening here they're complaining once again as they did years earlier why have you brought us to die and the Lord in response verse 6 sends venomous snakes among them they bite the people and many Israelites died it's a serious issue the people came to Moses and said we sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us so Moses prayed for the people the bad news is is that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God that all of us carry a nature of sin that's in rebellion from God the good news is is that God responds to repentance and answers prayer I'm going to take a break when we come back we'll find out how he responds we're exploring some really powerful revelations in God's word today. And I'm gonna continue in just a moment, but first I wanna offer you a few beautiful gifts that I wanna sow into your life. First of all, we have a Jewish voice journal, and it's absolutely beautiful. It has the scripture of the Lord bless you and keep you on it, the ironic benediction. It's just a beautiful uh, di- uh, journal that you can keep your notes in as you spend time with the Lord. And along with that, this beautiful appointments with God, devotional with reflections on the Jewish feast. It's our way of saying thanks for helping Jewish voice as we reach out to Jewish people around the world. As you sow into this ministry, you're changing the lives
1: of Jewish people. So call or go online to get yours right now. Call now to get your Jewish Voice Ministries deluxe journal and the Appointments with God devotional with reflections on the Jewish feasts, both for a gift of $40 or more. It's our way of saying thank you for supporting the outreach of Jewish Voice Ministries International to Jewish people worldwide. These beautiful volumes will minister to you every day. Call the number on the screen or go to the web address shown to get yours. Welcome
0: back. We're talking about snakes today. Not just snakes, but a snake. Talking about the children of Israel wandering in the desert. They've been freed from slavery in Egypt. And they should be rejoicing. They should be so glad that they're free. But they're not. They are in the beginning, but then they start to complain. And there's periods of complaining. There's periods where they're satisfied. There are periods where they're complaining. But God has declared, these people that complain against me will die off. And only the younger generation will enter the land. It's a a sad portion of history for the Jewish people in the midst of a great, great deliverance out of Egypt. But you know, it's human nature. God delivers us. God sets us free. God gives us eternal and abundant life. But when things go wrong, the first thing is, why God? And it doesn't take that long to begin to complain Mm -hmm. and say, God, how could you allow this? If you love me, why are you allowing it? You might be in that state today. I want to challenge you. Change your frame of mind and rejoice in the Lord and watch how fast God intervenes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking at this text in Numbers chapter 21, The children of Israel have traveled en route through the Red Sea to go around Edom. But the people have now complained against God that there's no water, there's no bread, and they detest the miserable food. And the Lord has now sent venomous snakes. Many have died because they've been bitten by the snakes. And the people realize, what are we doing? And they repent. And God hears their prayer. I love that even when I sin, he's faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. You may be bound up in sin watching this program, and it's bad news, and you feel miserable and condemned and defeated. Here's the good news. God will hear your repentance and respond to your prayer. And today can be a new day for you. Don't you love that? That it's not about my faithfulness, it's about his faithfulness. Yes. It's, about, it's not about my works, it's about his grace. Yes. This is a passage of grace. The people have sinned against God and they've met with death. Why? Because the wage of sin is death. Yeah. Yeah. That's the wage of sin. Yeah. Sin brings death. death. Mm-hmm. But repentance and prayer mm-hmm. cry out to God, lead to life. And look what happens then. The Lord said to Moses, make a snake and put it up on a pole. And anyone who is bitten can look on it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it up on the pole. And when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, he lived. That's a strange way for God to respond to me. when I fir- At first reading, it's strange that not that God would send snakes to bite them, because the snake is connected to the fall of man. The snake is connected to evil. The snake is connected right to, to as, as something that's at enmity with the things of God. It represents the enmity with the things of God. And yet it's God in his in in his sovereignty that chooses to use the image of a snake to bring healing from the snake bites. And as I dug into this and meditated, and I thought this is really fascinating because there is a message in here. And I found four things that this this snake represents. Four things that the snake represents. The first thing the snake represents is the sovereignty of God. Mm Here's my definition of sovereignty. Got it from Derek Prince years ago. The sovereignty of God is that God can do what he wants, when he wants, the way he wants, and he doesn't have to ask anyone permission. I think that's a very practical definition of sovereignty. At first glance, I would think, why would God choose a snake to bring healing? After all, the snake represents the serpent in the garden. The snake represents evil. The snake represents death. And yet God in his sovereignty says, now the snake will represent my healing power against the death of the snake bite. That's God's sovereignty. The creator of all things has chosen the image of a snake to bring healing where there was death. I think that's pretty cool. It's also representative of the holiness of God. The holiness of God. Yes, the snake, the serpent, represents the fall of man, the enemy of God, and yet anything that God sets apart is holy. Here's a simple picture of the world. The world is divided into the creator and all things created. And idolatry is worshiping anything on this side rather than God himself. Isn't that simple? It's a very workable definition of holiness. God is set apart. He's on this side of the line. Everything else is on this side. And when we worship anything on this side, it's idolatry. But anything on this side is holy because it's on God's side. And when God says, come unto me, and he sanctifies us, we become holy because we step from this side over to this side. And God in his holiness has set apart this image of a snake. And it is holy because he has set it apart. Hey, right now I'm going to pause for a moment to share something special with you. I want you to call and get our Appointments with God devotional with Reflections on the Jewish Feast. There's really nothing like this anywhere else, you can slip it in your pocket and you can read each day a different devotional on the Jewish Feast and along with that I want to uh, give you our deluxe Jewish Voice journal so you can journal what the Lord speaks to you, and we want to sow these into your life as you sow into our minister. Your gift is so important in our outreach to reach the Jewish people worldwide. You can call or go online right now.
1: We'll be right back. Call now to get your Jewish Voice Ministries deluxe journal and the Appointments with God devotional with reflections on the Jewish feasts, both for a gift of $40 or more. IT'S OUR WAY OF SAYING THANK YOU FOR SUPPORTING THE OUTREACH OF JEWISH VOICE MINISTRIES INTERNATIONAL TO JEWISH PEOPLE WORLDWIDE. THESE BEAUTIFUL VOLUMES WILL MINISTER TO YOU EVERY DAY. CALL THE NUMBER ON THE SCREEN OR GO TO THE WEB ADDRESS SHOWN TO GET YOURS.
0: WE'RE TALKING ABOUT THE SNAKE IN THE WILDERNESS AND I LOVE THIS IMAGE. THE CHILDREN OF ISRAEL HAVE BEEN DISOBEDIENT They've complained, they've murmured, and God has sent snakes and those that have been bitten. Many of them have died, and now the people repent and they cry out to God. And God responds, and he tells Moses to fashion a bronze serpent and to raise it up on a pole. And anyone who's bitten, if they look upon that snake, they'll be healed. What a unique story from Numbers chapter 21, verses four and following. And I was sharing with you that this snake on the pole represents four things. The first is the sovereignty and holiness of God. Yes, the serpent is the enemy of God. Yes, the serpent brings sin into the world by beguiling Adam and Eve. Yes, the serpent is a cursed creature. Yes, the serpent has been the agent of death and punishment in this story, but now God in his sovereignty, a God who can do whatever he wants, when he wants, how he wants, without asking anyone permission, has determined that this serpent, this image of the serpent made out of bronze is going to be the agent of healing for those that have been bitten by the snake. It declares God's sovereignty over creation. It also declares God's holiness God's holiness is nothing more than God is set apart from everything else. That the world is divided into two parts only. The simplistic definition of the world the creator and the created. That's it. Idolatry is worshiping anything on this side of the line, anything that's created rather than the creator. But any time God pulls something from the created over to the creator, it becomes holy. When God says be holy, he's saying be set apart, come on over to my side of the line. Isn't that good? Come on over to my side, be sanctified, be set apart, and you are holy with those steps over the line. Maybe you're thinking of Exodus chapter 20, verse 4. You will have no graven image before you. Doesn't the snake in the wilderness contradict that? Fashion nothing. No graven image out of that which is created. That's a command of Torah. That's one of the Ten Commandments, for goodness sake. No graven images. So isn't this snake in the wilderness a graven image? And the answer is no, because if you look in context, it's saying worship nothing that is created. It's about worship. Later on, sadly, they bow down and they worship this bronze serpent. And then it needs to be destroyed. Nahushtan, It has to be destroyed. The Star of David is a beautiful image of the Jewish people. The menorah is a beautiful image of something that exists in the temple. But if you stud it out with diamonds and begin to bow down and worship that menorah, it's a graven image. You see? It's a heavenly item. The shofar is a heavenly item. But when you bow down and worship it, you've just disobeyed the Lord, right? So it's not a graven image. It becomes a vehicle for healing. Healing that God in his holiness and sovereignty is declared as his means of healing the people. It's not a graven image until it's worshipped, which sadly it is later on. Mm-hmm. This also demonstrates God's authority over the created order. Amen. You see that? Mm-hmm. The serpent is death, the serpent is the enemy of God, but now God declares I will heal through the same thing. What a great picture of God's sovereignty and holiness. The second thing that the serpent represents for us is that it's a foreshadowing of redemption over the fall. And now I want to take you back to Genesis 3.15 where in the midst of the fall of man, God judges the serpent and says, I'll put division between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, and the day will come when her seed, it's speaking about the Messiah, will crush the head of the serpent. It's a promise of redemption. It's a promise of victory over the fall. It's a promise of the destruction of Satan. And when that serpent, that bronze serpent, is raised up in the wilderness, it symbolizes the foreshadowing of that promise coming to pass. That serpent's power would be null and void. That the serpent would eventually be defeated. That the snake used by Satan that became a symbol of Satan himself, will be eradicated on this earth. No more death. No more suffering. No more sickness. And when that snake is, is lifted up in the wilderness, it's a foreshadowing of that promised redemption of God. A redemption that will come to pass. A redemption that's already been started through the first coming of Messiah, but will culminate with his return. Wow. Amen. 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 And then thirdly, the serpent symbolizes the atonement of Messiah on the cross. We see this clearly in the book of John, chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, for whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Folks, the New Testament is not religion. Christianity is not a religion. It's not about faith in a system. It's about a person that lays down his life for us, that's lifted up on a cross, bearing the price of our sin, and it's about a relationship with God through him. Mm -hmm. This is about a relationship. And when that serpent is raised up in the wilderness, we have a picture of people putting their faith in and not the serpent, but what's behind the serpent. A God who heals and delivers and wants to have a relationship with them. A God who hears and answers prayer. Amen.
1: Amen. Praise God. Praise God.
0: And that's not my definition. That's the Holy Spirit's. That's in the word of God. And then finally, the serpent symbolizes man's propensity to idolatry over relationship with God. Because sadly in the end, That serpent that was used to bring healing is worshiped and has to be destroyed. Bottom line to everything. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Look upon him. Look upon him, okay? There's a fine line between religion and relationship. And God wants us in relationship with Him. And that serpent is a foreshadowing of the one who would be lifted up to pave the way back to relationship with God. I love the story. Study it on your own. Faith in the one that has promised you redemption, deliverance, and healing. Today we've looked at remarkable truths from God's Word that will deepen you in your walk with Him. I want to tell you your help is so very important to the work of Jewish Voice Ministries. We're bringing the Gospel to Jewish people around the world. And as you share with this ministry I want to say thank you by sending you a couple of selected gifts. First of all this devotional. It's a devotional based on the Jewish feasts appointments with God, and really, this will minister to you. There's nothing else like it. And along with that, a beautiful journal with the ironic benediction, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you and give you his peace. I want to sew these tools into your life as you stand with this ministry through your financial support. Your support will make a difference. So please go online, pick up the phone and call,
1: and stand with us to bless the Jewish people worldwide. Call now to get your Jewish Voice Ministries deluxe journal and the Appointments with God devotional with reflections on the Jewish feasts, both for a gift of $40 or more. It's our way of saying thank you for supporting the outreach of Jewish Voice Ministries International to Jewish people worldwide. These beautiful volumes will minister to you every day. Call the number on the screen or go to the web address shown to get yours.
0: Don't miss the Jewish Voice 2019 Israel Tour. You'll walk the ancient streets where Yeshua walked, You'll learn from Jonathan Burness as he shares teachings at historic sites like the Old City of Jerusalem and other inspiring locations throughout Israel. You'll also enjoy your choice of four or five-star accommodations, make new friends, savor some of Israel's most delectable foods, and experience memorable adventures, such as being baptized in the River Jordan or renewing your wedding vows aboard a boat on the Sea of Galilee. Here's a special message from Jonathan. I want to personally invite you to join me and my family in Israel. It will change your life, and you will never read the Bible the same again. For more information, call 800-299-9374 or go to jewishvoice.tv slash Israel. Again, 800-299-9374 or
1: jewishvoice.tv slash Israel.